1: Twelve twenty. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network.
2: I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Oh, even on days where it feels like this market just ain't gonna do what you want it to do. You kinda it comes with the territory. Um, are you with me? Are you against me? So the market's opened lower today, and yesterday we were lower. And it just feels like oh we're lower. And then you look at the year and it's not that bad. Uh the SP five hundred is negative for the year. There's no guarantee in the Constitution that the SP 500 will be up each and every year. There is no guarantee. Uh, this is going to be a year of transition in more ways than one. Obviously, we're going to be choosing a new president of the United States next year. We're also going to be dealing with interest rates moving higher, we expect. Uh, the Fed's been saying it for years and years and years. Uh, we're going to deal with really low-cost oil and the ramifications that come with that. The first one you automatically think of, woohoo, cheaper gasoline. But then you start thinking of some other ones that get tied towards as well. And when you see a company like an Anglo-American commodity player, you realize they're cutting 85,000 jobs that commodities are weak across the board. Gold's having an awful year, silver's having an awful year, copper's having an awful year, oil's having an awful year, natural gas is having an awful year. And when you start adding those up slowly but surely, People are tied to those jobs that get oil out of the ground, that get natural gas out of the ground, that get copper out of the ground. Copper is a reflection of demand of, of building. Can't build a building without copper, uh, meaning copper pipes. And uh, if copper's hit in a low, it's telling you there's not a lot of demand for it, or that's one thing that it could be telling you. Now, again, oil's hit in a low and, it, there's demand for oil but we don't know how much because right now in the last five years we've learned how to get oil out of the ground pretty cheap in the united states with fracking so this is a whole new world of how are we looking at supply and demand
1: a whole new world.
2: okay i'm not going to go deep 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 into singing for you today um, especially not that song um I wish you'd say something nice to me on occasion, Simon. So, Chipotle. Chipotles take another hit. But not much today. Just down one half of 1% now. Boston College athletes fell ill. They need to get a couple months behind them. Uh, of, uh-oh, we have another case. Uh-oh, we have another case. As I discussed yesterday, E. coli is a tie with, um... Oh, fecal matter and food that goes in your mouth. So... Yum. So it doesn't kill you necessarily, but it doesn't sound delicious, and it could make you pretty sick. Uh, Other big stories of note out there today, Victoria's Secret's having their big shoe tonight on CBS. And what I want you to see in it is not the beautiful women. It's not the overpriced pieces of of, uh, cotton uh, or silk in some cases. I don't know. Just call me stupid when it comes to talking about... Victoria's Secret and what they sell and don't sell um, when you want to charge up for a product you have to sell more than just the cotton you know and part of what they're selling is the glamour and the lifestyle sexy and fun so this is a a show where you're gonna see a lot of young popular models Gigi Hadid Kendall Jenner uh, you're gonna see the bands The Weeknd and Selena Gomez and they're basically saying okay we're trying to you know Kendall Jenner, which again, if you don't know, and I, I think this is great. Um, she's she's the spokesperson now for the Kardashians. Really, people care more about her than about her sister, uh, Kim. And I'm glad good with that because Kendall seems to not repulse me uh, with her lifestyle. Um, she seems to inspire a lot of young women with fashion. And again, I don't know this through and through, so don't quote me on this. But the show cost about twelve million dollars to make. A typical fashion show cost about two hundred thousand to one million. So they're spending a lot of money on the show. But they get it back in corporate sponsorship. Six different brands including Savorsky and Fujifilm sponsor of the year's event for the honor of having your curling iron or the chocolate backstage with the models. A company media circus companies are willing to pay upwards of twenty five thousand dollars for that. The company doesn't sell tickets. So look at the business model as that way. Like sometimes you don't have to charge people in order to get a relationship with them. They hand out 2000 passes to the media and some select celebrities. Once again, I'm not on that list. It's difficult how to measure what demand would be, but they could probably sell <laughs> be probably the creepiest event ever, but yet it's still pretty interesting. Um, Last year, Victoria's Secret pulled in $7.2 billion and had about a $1.2 billion profit because ultimately, again, it's cotton and sexiness. Um, Now, the show on CBS gets fewer viewers, uh, but sales are up. So, and this is probably tied towards, again, the fact that social media starts to play into it and not just advertising and ratings. Victoria's Secret is stealing market share with steady same-store sales growth, even as mall traffic decreases. A big problem for someone like a Victoria's Secret is that people aren't going to the mall as much as they used to. Um, And there's all sorts of brands out there that are designed by women to be more functional and more intimate. Uh, I think there's one called Dirty Gal that, you know, gets good press all the time because the founder is out there promoting her company. Um... But the show airs in 185 countries, and that's where you start going, okay, now you see why the smaller players can't keep up, because you could promote in the U.S. and have a digital strategy, but can you really promote in 185 countries? And a lot like um, Playboy, where Playboy licenses their money, Victoria's Secret is the same kind of thing. It is like swag American uh, lifestyle. So bejeweled bras pay dividends share prices in Victoria's Secret owner L brands are up 5% uh, in the last month, in the last month. And the question is, do you think women are going to stop shopping at Victoria's Secret? I don't know. So oil prices hit a fresh post-2009 low is, let's grow. Um, $33, $32 seems to be the level that people say, you know, is our 2008 lows. Last time we were at these lows, what was happening in 2008? Big, big recession, so big that we called it the Great Recession. Some big banks like Goldman Sachs have said oil could fall as low as $20 a barrel, as the world might run out of storage to place a lot crude. World oil stockpiles are at a record already. Um, another indication there's fierce market battles out there. Saudi Arabia was shipping more crude oil to Asia over the last two months um, over the year. Um, so, in the last two months, it's not like Saudi saying, let's slow down. Saudi's saying, let's let's make China our best friends. So, that's interesting of note. LeBron James signs a contract that could pay him 30 to $40 million a year in retirement. Um, a $500 million lifetime deal. Not too shabby. Plus, he's got um, his marketing weight behind a company called Blaze Pizza which is trying to become the McDonald's of fast food pizza. Kind of think of Chipotle with more organic food than, say, a McDonald's. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblack.com. Tweet me at robblackshow. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Redbox. They are a company called Outerwall. It's kind of confusing, right? But you've seen Redboxes in like a CVS, maybe a Safeway, vending machines that offer DVD rentals, starting at a buck fifty a day. They do video games. This company went as far as to offer skincare in a kiosk. going to start winding down that business. It's going to take a big-time charge. So... Not going well. Netflix is, is killing Redbox. I'm still hearing music, which is kind of interesting. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, Blockbuster? There was a company below, before Blockbuster. Bleh, Blockbuster. And Hollywood video. I remember one called Errol's, which was a big East Coast chain where on Friday after school, you'd you'd go to the video store and grab a, a, you know, look through all the boxes on the wall and like the movies you really want to see were taken and you'd grab what was left. And long story short, Errol's gave way to uh, Blockbuster, Blockbuster gave way to Netflix, Redbox tried to make a run out of it. No go. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, joining me now? CFP Chad Burton. So Chad, basically, my dad died early, and my mom's got bad health for 20 years already of retirement. Does my retirement look like it's gonna suck or what?
0: (laughs) Does it look well? I think you'll probably be okay, Rob. But uh, you do have to stay healthy. Yeah, Um, that's it's absolutely part of responsible, you know, healthy choices for retirement is is concentrating on your health and also making sure you're constantly saving. Here's a poor choice i saw I saw this just horrible beat up car driving down the road um one of those cancer ribbons on it Okay. big giant pink cancer ribbon like fight cancer mm-hmm. I'm
2: dying to see where this goes.
0: The lady's smoking in her car with the two kids in the back seat, and I'm just like i so I'm looking at you know mm-hmm. I don't judge people by their their beat up cars because you know I've got a Decent-looking car, a couple dents, 160,000 miles on it, right? I, I, I really don't care about that. But it kind of leads to the next look, okay, so you're smoking, That you don't care about your health, to now your kids in the, are in the car, so you don't even care about their health. Right. And I guarantee they have nothing to say for retirement, yet they're t- spending a ton of money on cigarettes. Like, their cigarette habit is their retirement plan, is they're going to retire and die. That's fair. Instead of having saved that money, and they could have retired at some point. So uh, it, yeah, this is,
2: you and I share a very humble vision of the future, uh, where we see people just do bad things financially.
0: Well, there's a, I, I've got to find this person I was interviewed because I, I saw a great one on on Bloomberg about that. Part of what is the reason for the wealth gap that we're seeing, and and part of it is because people, you know, hopefully you're teaching your kids about wise decisions about saving money, making money, how to take money and use it to make more money. Right. And then People are tending to get married later, meaning they're making better choices on their marriages and they're marrying like kind individuals. Yeah. So it's kind of like the more, it's, you know, different sides of money getting together, highly educated. They're making more but money. Plus, if
2: people were making more money in their 20s, more people would probably be getting married. Some women are putting off because they're looking for that husband who could provide.
0: Yeah. I mean, it could be i mean some there's a lot start, of there's a lot of factors moving here there is a lot of factors and then there's also a lot of lack of opportunity in certain areas where where kids are growing up in in poor areas and they don't see the opportunity outside of you know their current vision their current realm of opportunities um so I've got a, I've it, got a it's friend, tough to solve it really is
2: i've got a friend here who makes almost $70,000 a year i'm like you need to move because $70,000 a year in the bay area is basically poverty it's not is a lot of money in Seattle. It's nothing. Oh, it's not a lot of money. Seattle's expensive. Well, I'm trying to say. Go
0: down to Vancouver, Washington. That's fine. (laughs) But (laughs) But
2: that's a humbling message we're sending about Social Security and retirement. And, uh, you know, that's a good paying job.
0: And it's good we're starting to see some wage inflation at the lower level, too. And I think, you know, one of the things that would help the economy drastically and help jobs numbers and everything else is is tax incentives to businesses to go into different areas to create jobs. The... um, you know, our current tax code is horrible. I mean, we're totally getting past the point of where we where we started with, which was kind of this am I ready to retire list, right? I mean, the, this guy writes and he says, Hi, Chad, here's my plan on paper. I'm 48. I need 55 grand a year in retirement based on this list for my monthly cost. So he goes through and he provides me this list, and I love these. If you guys want to shoot me an email, you know, am I ready to retire? Chad at chadburton.com. I love these emails in terms of helping people, Look at their current situation. Are they doing the right thing? Is there enough? Now, and he lists out his medical insurance costs. He's he's putting in their factor for long-term care insurance. So he's obviously been listening. Car insurance, dental, vision, property taxes, personal tax, some entertainment, utilities, things like that. So he's given me this total, and he tells me that he's going to have a pension that covers some of the costs, some Social Security at age 70 that covers some, covers some of the cost. The problem is in the first line of the sentence, Rob. Here's my plan on paper. I'm 48 and I need 50,000, 55,000 a year in retirement based on this list for my monthly cost. He's 48 years old. He's right. not going to retire for another, you know, 15 to 18 years. Right. So he doesn't need $55,000 a year. He needs $110,000 a year. That's what he has to base his budget on because the value of the dollar's cut in half every 18 years, even with the current rates of inflation. So he's compl- he's totally off track. I don't even have to read the rest of the sentences in terms of his monthly costs because he actually needs to double each of one of those costs because of inflation. And everybody from a normal person to an engineer sometimes makes this, you know, a constant, consistently makes this mistake in terms of inflation.
2: That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Don't be shy, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Some other stories of note out there today. I think I've hit you know most of the key ones. Um, Jimmy Carter's got cancer-free, and he did it with, a drug called Keytruda, which is an immunotherapy, so it fights off, it helps your immune system fight off cancer cells. This treatment was just approved by the FDA in 2014 to treat melanoma, which can spread into other organs of the body. The drug is delivered intravenously for about three weeks. It costs about 12500 bucks. This is a pretty big breakthrough. It's owned by Merck. They also just got approval in October to treat lung cancer. And it's being treated. It's being explored to treat other types of cancers, including head, neck, uh, breast and bladder cancers, Hodgkin lymphoma. I'm not saying you can go off and start smoking, but medical progress is happening. Want to own a baseball team? The Atlanta Braves are going to be spun off from Liberty Media, so you could actually buy a baseball team. The Braves sit at number 12 on the Forbes MLB valuations list with an estimated $1.1 $1. $1 billion franchise worth. Um... They had an awful season last year. And that's interesting to note because maybe if they got hot, you'd start going, hmm, a little bit more interesting. Uh, I'm not telling you to do it. It's old burger advisor for taking action. Any socks ever mentioned on the show. But it is interesting to know that soon you'll be able to own your very own baseball team publicly traded. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com.
1: Rob Black online at robblack.com Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW
2: Welcome in, Rob Black and your money I'm Rob Black I'm very happy and pleased to have Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst with Briefing.com come in and take over the the commentary because people are getting a little bit spooked out there How are you Mr. O'Hare?
3: Good morning Rob I'm doing well, thank you
2: so should we be spooked? Uh, oil seems to have that headline again and again and again of new low, new low, new low.
3: Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, one of the things that's got everyone sort of uh, on edge is this uh, increased volatility. We're seeing um, some big daily swings in the in the major averages. And and yet probably the, the thing you need to take a step back at and look at is that, you know, it, it feels, it, frankly, it feels bad, quite bad right now. Um, but you know, year to date, the S&P 500 is is unchanged, right? So, um, so it's probably not as bad as you have it <clears throat> in your mind. Um, okay. But um, but certainly, uh, we're seeing here lately the the fallout of uh, sliding oil prices. You know, uh, clearly having an impact on investor sentiment. Uh, certainly weighing on the uh, energy sector uh quite hard, and it 's probably exposing for a lot of holders of those positions the opportunity to to uh, potentially do what 's called you know some tax loss selling um, so in other words you are going to sell some of these big losers uh, in an effort to perhaps offset some of the capital gains taxes you might incur have incurred this year for um, having sold some of your winners and uh if there's any one sector certainly that stands out as a ripe Uh, Picking ground for that tax loss selling it would be the energy sector
2: With oil collapsing under $40 a barrel I'm using the word collapsing because the media is using the word collapsing Is it collapsing and why is that a problem because most Americans are going to see cheaper gasoline prices
3: right so again? Let's look at it in a longer-term Mindset here it has collapsed Right, we were over a hundred dollars per barrel last July, July two thousand fourteen. You know, so we crossed below thirty-seven dollars per barrel uh, earlier this morning. So the collapse has happened. Um, when the media references the the current collapse, if you will, uh, I think they're trying to lay some context around this notion that we still haven't gotten the bottom in oil prices, like a lot of people thought we would at sixty dollars, fifty dollars, and forty dollars per barrel. Um So, you can rightfully uh categor characterize it as a as a collapse uh but in the grand scheme of things, the big collapse has already occurred, and now it 's really just a matter of trying to figure out when this thing actually bottoms and uh I do think you probably have a lot of um uh people in there right now trying to pick a bottom uh perhaps somewhat haphazardly here. Um, because the one thing you need to recognize, too, with <clears throat> these commodity downturns is that they can, you know, they can go on a lot longer than people expect, and prices can move a lot lower than you expect. And so uh, probably, um, you know, it's certainly not for the faint of heart here to try and pick a bottom uh, with respect to oil prices, and probably best to kind of let things settle down and uh, and watch the trading action uh, before stepping into uh, with any real conviction there.
2: So, what would you be doing at this point in time, or what would you be paying attention to? Um, bottom fishing? Are you looking for value? Or are you looking for growth? Uh, anything of of note that you want to throw out there?
3: Well, I think you know what I'm looking for right now is uh, probably you know this. Continued volatility here in the near term, probably with a slight downward bias, frankly, uh, the middle of December often invites some some weakness uh, as you get some of that tax loss selling I referred to earlier. Um, but I think right now the market is is somewhat dazed and confused. Um, you know we've seen such crazy swings really in the capital markets uh of late and a lot of people have been caught off sides uh with some of their positioning and that was uh, clear to see last week with uh with the euro uh... in the wake of the ECB decision um, and i think people are a little bit um, bothered by the idea that perhaps they're holding on to uh, to too much risk or simply are too too uh, uh Overweight in some highly concentrated positions, and they're probably looking to to, to uh, i guess de risk if you will from some of those highly concentrated positions but generally speaking here, I think this isn't you know the opportunity, given that you know the global economy looks to be slowing down where um, market participants eventually will come around to orient their thinking towards some growth ideas as they look to two thousand and sixteen but I think more importantly, they'll be looking at growth at a reasonable price. Uh, It's known as GARP investing, Uh, and I say that because, uh, you know, with the Fed sounding as if it certainly wants to raise interest rates here in December uh, and continuing on a gradual glide path um, with rate increases in 2016, Many stocks are already trading at a very full valuation, so I don't think, uh, in light of the volatility we've seen this year, that people will be uh, as eager to pay up um, uh, so much for just any growth. I think they're going to want to feel that they get growth at a reasonable price, and that would be one of the uh, investment strategies to look at.
2: Changing gears, Um, you know, I'm staying with oil, but I don't want to stay with oil – how about housing? Uh, with the higher interest rates coming down the road, uh, you've seen a couple warnings from a couple of housing companies that uh, build new homes. Is that a sector to avoid, or is that a sector to try to find value
3: in? Well, it's probably a sector to try to find value in, uh, perhaps more so at the the lower end of that housing spectrum. Um, just given the the latent demand, really, or or the pent up demand, I should say, uh, that's out there. Um, you know, you see. More and more uh, potential buyers hold off, continuing to rent, um, and uh, and I think though that um, you know as the job market improves and labor prospects pick up, uh, they might see more interest in those first-time home buyers moving into some of the starter homes, but. But I have to admit, you know, it is somewhat concerning here as I I see, you know, um, the week-to-week volatility in mortgage applications with, you know, with with mortgage rates, and uh, I think that if you see rates continue to 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 pick up there, it's going to impede the affordability factor for some of these first-time home buyers who have been essentially. Uh, you know, kept from the market uh, by rising home prices, right? That's been the main impediment in some respects uh, on the affordability side. And then if we're going to throw in higher mortgage rates on top of that, it continues to be, it will continue to act as a restraint. So uh, something to be very watchful for as we move into 2016 and, and follow where interest rate trends are going.
2: Moving into 2016, it's clearly an election year. Um, I'm just, A little conventional wisdom says it looks like it's Hillary Clinton's election to lose. Uh, What do you think that effect will have on the market, the election year, and potentially another Democrat president?
3: Well, um, you know, I think then also uh, comes back to, you know, recognizing you probably have, you know, split government, if you will, if you have a Congress controlled by the GOP and a Democrat Uh, in the the president's seat, Um, it could be another one of those years where um, it it becomes difficult to get any major legislation passed. Uh, And that would probably be the case anyway in 2016 because it is an election year, and you're not going to know who the president is, the new president is, until November. Um, So there's a lot of... um, Talk right now about the need for you know tax reform and uh and you know immigration reform things of that nature uh you're probably not going to get anything really major done obviously um, and so that uh, could potentially hold off until two thousand and seventeen once we um, recognize and understand who the new president is, what Congress is going to look like um, so I'm not really expecting a whole lot uh, uh of political impact necessarily uh in two thousand and sixteen. Uh, until we have a, a real good sense of who that president is going to be.
2: How do you feel about the last, you know, couple weeks of the year? Are you, um, are you in? Are you committed? Are you, you know, starting to think about 2016? Starting to think about Christmas and the family. Uh, where is the mentality of someone like yourself, Patrick O'Hare?
3: Well, I'm certainly, you know, in and involved. I think this this particular uh, year end is going to be very interesting. Uh, obviously, with with the Federal Reserve in the mix there, uh, and certainly with a lot of um, people talking about this idea that you're going to see another, you know, nice seasonal uh, trade at the end of the year, the uh, the Santa Claus rally, um, but. We could be at a potential major inflection point here as it relates to the Fed policy, and I think you have to be very involved here as you move into year end and very, from my perspective anyway, certainly very concentrated on how the market's reacting to that to that potential change in Fed policy uh, and what it might produce in 2016.
2: What are you working on right now that you can share with us as some insights as where your thought processes lie?
3: Sure. Well, you know, again, I think that the Fed is is very inclined to raise rates uh, next week, I and mean, they really, really want to do it. Uh, I think they have some runway to do that based on where the Fed Funds Futures Market is, so it won't be a major surprise to market participants. I think the Fed likes that. However, there are certain parts of the market that uh, make one think that uh, – uh, the Fed does run a risk of making a policy error here by raising rates in December. And I'm going to be looking at uh, some of those areas and uh, highlighting them for briefing.com readers as to why, um, you know, the Fed seems it's okay uh, to go with a interest rate hike, but why certain parts of the market are saying, you know, maybe you want to hold off on doing so.
2: Thanks very much for joining us. That's Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com, an excellent source of non-biased domestic international news. Story stocks, market updates, uh, his column, page one, which you start your day with, uh, economic data as well, tons of news at briefing.com. That's briefing.com. i Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. It's that time of year where people ask you to be a little bit more charitable. And I know it can be less than desirable, but I'm going to ask you to be a little bit more charitable. Um, my station that I work with, KDOW, uh, tries to provide 1,500 children with two or three age-appropriate toys each Christmas. Uh, they provide food boxes for Christmas for some thousand needy families in the Bay Area. You can learn more at kdow.biz, it's kdow.biz, uh, plus there's a, a phone number 888-343-FOOD, 888-343-FOOD. It's fully tax deductible, um, there's matching that goes on, 20 bucks gets two kids Christmas gifts with the matching, 40 bucks gets two families, a lot of food and gifts, 60 bucks, uh, 20 people a night of shelter. So. I feel pretty fortunate. I hope you do as well. Um, and if you do, you can learn more at kdow.biz. It's kdow.biz. Efforts will go all the way through the 24th. And uh, you do something nice for someone, and I'll buy you a beer. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. I do love the Snoopy kids singing. And that works for me for some reason. <laughs> I know you're saying, Rob. I know. I like the Snoopy kids singing. Um It just reminds me of my childhood. So and I had a pretty good childhood. So there's a lot of jokes that we can make at my behalf, but we won't. So taking a look at the markets today. Oh boy. Um there's a lot going on. It's a mess out there, right? Markets are pretty much so lower. The NASDAQ's the strongest of the market. Um, Smith & Wesson is up ahead of earnings, is that a surprise? Gunmakers are going to release quarterly results today after the close. Shares are trading in an 8-year high. Stock is up 100% for the year. Consumer, fe- consumers fear, consumer, fears, consumer fears of tighter gun control have pushed the sale of firearms higher. H&R Block fell after poor quarterly results. Tax service reported wider-than-expected loss of 54 cents a share, in line with expectations. But they blamed uh, currency fluctuations for their weak results. United Foods, United Natural Foods, tumbled after missing some expectations. It's a natural food distributor. It lowered their full-year guidance after posting a big decline in the first quarter. Following the report, the stock was downgraded at Barclays to underweight. So that's weighing in on that. Donald Trump interesting uh google ventures is shutting down its dedicated venture capital fund for the european technology it's just going to have a single global investment fund airbnb confirmed that it's closed a 1.5 billion billion funding round in july i think that's gonna be a real big ipo in 2016 it's gonna be real interesting i think the margins have a, a pretty good potential to grow former twitter ceo dick Costolo says he's gonna launch a new company next spring He says it's going to be a personal wellness startup. Facebook has shut down Creative Labs, the group that made some of its experimental apps like Slingshot, Riff, and Roams. They've all been removed from the App Store. Dropbox is shutting down its mailbox and carousel apps. Mailbox was an email client, and carousel was a standalone photo management app. Uh, The lightning port on the iPad Pro secretly supports USB 3.0 data transfers. Apple never told customers about the upgraded port, but people have only just noticed it. That's kind of weird. Um, so those are some of the top tech stories of the day. One of the big perks that students, our uh, uh, millennials or college grads, are starting to love is its workplace perk tied towards student debt, student debt assistance. It could be the hot new workplace benefit in 2016, the kind of perk that serves to attract top talent by promising to relieve workers of owner-student debt. So we see a problem, we kind of solve it in the the United States. The company, uh, a couple of them, have started looking at, you know, new student loan benefits for workers and finding a way to appeal to a younger workforce makes sense for employers. One of the companies does $10,000 over six years, $5,000 up front, and then $1,000 each consecutive year until the workers reach 10,000. Student loan payoffs are far from ubiquitous. Only 3% of companies uh, offer loan repayment programs. So at another company, they're offering $100 per month indefinitely. That's a huge advantage over other student debt payoff benefits which typically have caps around $7,200 to $10,000. There's a company called Chegg, C-H-E-G-G. It's $1,000 per year indefinitely for as long as the worker stays with Chegg. Interesting, right? So some benefits are going to be capped, some aren't. Uh, We got some weak numbers out of the home builders today, and they're all pulling lower on that news. Toll Brothers came out with some weak guidance and Hovnanian and Lenar and Pulte and D.R. Horton and KB Homes. Beezer Homes all pulled lower as well. Other stories of note today, oil stocks um, are getting crushed. So Brent falls below $40 uh, towards a seven-year low, about $38, $37 at this point in time. So that's uh, contributing to stress in the world. El Nino heat map, or the, the heat wave, is adding to the energy declines. Oil prices are down more than 10% since OPEC took no action on Friday, but... El Nino weather patterns are adding to the pain, creating a double whammy for the, all the energy stocks. So, El Nino turning out to be a bit of a problem for the energy players. December is expected to remain warm and could be a record warm. And that means you're not firing up energy to be consumed in the winter. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for supporting the show. Any questions, drop me an email at rob at It's rob at robblackshow.com. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. We'll talk soon.
1: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.